What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest who's been on the show before quite a few times, actually. It's Tyler Jensen, so the king of house flipping, the seven-day flip man himself. And we're talking about this market, like what's going on, what are some changes that are happening in his business. And I just got off the interview. It was absolutely amazing. He's growing a ton. He's more than doubling his business from what he had planned this year in 2021. So stick around, find out how he is growing so much, what he's doing. He shared a lot of that, how uh, the different opportunities have presented themselves and things like that. And we also talked about our accelerator. So uh, we have a free event coming up. I highly encourage you to sign up. It's 100% free and we're actually giving away cash to some of the people that attend. They show up, they play all out and, uh, and they're there for the accelerator. So um, go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash accelerate and you can sign up to attend. It's a virtual experience. We're doing a lot of really cool stuff. I'll talk a little bit more about it at the end of the show. And uh, stick around. Here's Tyler Jensen. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. What's going on, everybody? I am here with the one and only Tyler Jensen today, and uh, I'm excited to talk to him. It's been a little while since he's been on the podcast. We haven't gotten an update from him recently, and I want to hear a little bit about his business too. So um, Tyler's been on the podcast uh, quite a few times in the past. He did, we did the series Seven Day Flip with him, spoke of Flip Hacking Live last year, and, uh, and it's just been amazing to see his kind of growth over the past few years. So I just want to check in with him and find out what's going on and uh, talk a little bit about the market and what he's seeing as a house flipper, which we don't do a ton of flips uh, in my business and mostly wholesaling. We're doing some wholesaling and stuff like that, but I'm interested to get an update from him on uh, the state of his market and his business. So Tyler, welcome back to the show. Hey, what's up, man? Hey guys, super stoked to be back. It has been a while, man, since I've been on, on the podcast. So glad to be back, but business for me, we're just growing like crazy. Right. So from this journey, I started uh, doing one or two houses at a time. Now we're going to do my business looks a lot different than it did just even last year. Right. So I'm in a lot of different markets now. We're in four different markets, um, usually based around Utah. So uh, we're in different parts of Utah that we've scaled to. We have different projects going and then also back east uh, on Virginia as well. So we'll do about 100 plus properties this year, just all rehabs, 100 plus rehabs that we'll be in charge of. And my business has just really changed a lot. So what it looked like before me swinging a hammer, doing all of the work now to a point that I, I don't even see any of these houses. We have a really good system and streamline, and I just have really good people that I've surrounded myself with. So I really took that growing and scaling seriously and kind of really grew and scaled uh, my business accordingly. So that's kind of business where I'm at now. And yeah, it's just still having a lot of fun. Okay, wait a second. Let's back up a sec. You, you, you're going to do 100 houses this year? Yep. Was yeah, that the we'll goal probably... going into 2021? No, the goal was 40 houses. And then we set that goal in December and then things kind of shifted and changed. Um, so by mid-March, we were way ahead of that. And so we had to adapt and change our goal to 100. So, All right. So I want to dig into that a little bit before we move on. <laughs> so I didn't know that. <laughs> sure. Um, sure. So how do you... Um, how did, how, what happened? How did you get that far ahead? Uh, like just within the, from December to, to now? Yeah, December, just... you said, we're going to do 40. Yep. And then you very quickly got there and said, oh, let's do a hundred. Like there's probably a lot of people that, so 
well, I've talked about this before. As entrepreneurs, I feel like we set a goal and then it we achieve the goal or we achieve it early. Maybe it's nine months into 12 months. Maybe it's six months into 12 months. And we just say, I'm just going to move the goalposts and not necessarily be satisfied with where I'm going or what I'm doing. So there's something that has to change or something that like, it might be something very tangible in the business that changed for you to get from a plan of 40 to just a few months later, probably changing that to a hundred. Like what, what was it? Maybe it's a mindset shift. Maybe it's a, a key player. Maybe it was uh, some, you know, funding. What, what was it? It was both of those, right? It was, it was that mindset. We hadn't hit 40. We were close last year. We did 38 deals and that was really good for us. That was high volume. So we said, Hey, let's hit 40. We want to hit that 40 uh, property mark. And then just things changed, right? I had opportunities that we could take full advantage of. So moving into different markets was one of those, right? Um, anyone who fishes know that maybe the fishing, the same fishing hole doesn't always produce fish. And so we kind of noticed that, right? COVID happened and all these different things we had to adapt to, and we weren't catching as many fish in our local markets. So we said, hey, how can we adapt and how can we change and maybe go a little bit further or expand our market a little bit or whatever that looks like. So we took advantage of that. So we expanded the market. And then I also had a key player, like what you said, that came in. And one of our fellow Altitude members came to me and said, hey, look, I'm really struggling with with raising money and capital and the finances. And that's something that you're really good at. And I was like, yeah, that's my strength. I love doing that stuff. And she was like, I'm really good at finding deals and managing projects. What if we teamed up? And so that was just a really good opportunity that I was ready for. I had set myself up. I had a really good system and process that I had essentially created a franchise, right, of my, of my business that I could pick up that franchise and I could move it and I could still be successful with it. So that kind of happened. And we just started rolling and that market has just been producing like crazy. So it really almost doubled our, what our, what my business was doing, which took me from 40 to now we're doing a hundred is just by being in the right place at the right time, but having that preparation and being prepared to take advantage of those opportunities. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, not planned. You, uh, partnered up with one of the altitude members is really cool. Put yourself in the right place. You build a relationship. You have probably have core value fits. We could probably spend a whole podcast on partnerships and what that looks like. Um, That's really exciting. So I didn't, uh, I don't know that I knew about that either. So this is really cool. Um, Then, you know, just a couple shows ago, I talked to Adam Whitney about, we talked about that. We had this announcement of him taking over Blackjack Real Estate and being the CEO and uh, and co-owner of Blackjack. And just like I, I said, the same thing, like there's, he put himself in the, in the place where he has this opportunity presented right in front of him. And, um, and if you put yourself in the way of those opportunities, you get everything set up. Oppor- like I said, opportunities everywhere. It's just, are you in the position to take advantage of that opportunity that's presented to you and to really be a good steward of it? Right. So, because a lot of times I, I say no to a lot of really good opportunities. There's a lot of people that present me, whether it's, it's lending money on deals, whether it's partnering, partnering, doing JVs, things like that gotten to a point where opportunities are really everywhere. I just have to kind of pick and choose the ones that I'm best suited for and the ones that I can actually uh, like be a good steward of that <laughs> because I can say yes to everything. And I don't know, maybe I'll, my batting average will be like 300 and 30% of the time I'll do really well. And the other 70, I'll let people down. I don't really like being that person. So yeah. um, they're out there and they're in your way. You're just, you got to get yourself uh, ready for that next opportunity. So that's cool. I'm, I'm excited for you guys. So hundred, hundred rehabs, 100 flips going from 40 to 100. So um, what are some things that you're seeing? It sounded like you're having some trouble in Utah. You're not getting as many deals. A lot of people are seeing that. Um, what are some ways that you're combating that? And um, and what's working for you guys in the market right now? Yeah, so we're really just 
focused on my business has always been built on networking and building relationships and but that, that can only go so far right there's only so many relationships whether these guys these wholesalers in my market were struggling to get deals as well so for us it was really just like what i talked about before it's just instead of fishing in this barrel, we kind of expanded to a larger pond, right? There's more fish in this pond. So we spread out our market a little bit and it's been really successful for us. Instead of before we were literally within neighborhoods, right? We were flipping houses. 90% of our deals were, were in one city and we were just fully concentrated on that city. And so we really just kind of expanded and said, okay, hey, let's, let's make this pond a little bit bigger and how do we catch more fish with that? So that's been a really key thing to us is opening up and expanding that market being okay and comfortable with, hey, maybe this is an hour outside of our market, where before we would never take those deals, which is too far and the logistics didn't make sense. We had to adapt and that's what we did. So that was one of the biggest things is that we just expanded that our market on where we're actually doing deals. And yeah, my GCs complain a little bit. They have to drive a little further to work every day, but we're still doing deals and we're still keeping our volume and so that was, that was a big thing for us. And then also working, we're just doing our own organic marketing now, where before we, re, we relied a lot on wholesalers and networking and kind of other people bringing us deals. And we've kind of brought that in-house. We've got some cold callers now. We're doing a lot of things on our own that we were never really doing before. And so a mixture of those two, I think, has really been the success of being okay. Yeah, we're going to expand our market a little bit. And then two, hey, let's bring some of that marketing in-house and take control of it. How has that been for you? I know a lot of flippers are probably listening to this going, I'm tired of paying wholesalers assignment fees and things like that. And um, how has it been for you? I know a, a lot. Yeah, it, it's a challenge. I'm not going to lie. I, I'm definitely, I took the rehabbing route because I like construction and project management. I am not a marketer. And so it's definitely been a steep learning curve for me that I, I had to get used to it. And I've had to be okay with the numbers. And I've had a lot of people have coming and and coaching me and saying, hey, these, these should be your KPIs if you're making this many calls, this is how many leads you should be getting. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a challenge and it's still something that I don't love. I don't love doing the marketing. That's not my strong suit. I like managing projects and doing deals and, and networking with people, but I've got the right people, I feel like they can help me get there. And so it's not super successful yet, but we're working on it. And it's, I can start to see the, the fruits are coming, right? We've planted the seeds, now we've, we've let it grow in a little bit. And now we're kind of at that part that we're starting to get deals from it. What do you recommend to other flippers who are fixing up the houses, just getting their business going? Maybe they're doing a couple flips a year. Do you recommend them go out and do their own marketing campaign, build like a lead, uh, lead production type thing where they hire in a uh, lead intake and doing their own marketing and salespeople and stuff, or should they focus on their processes? What do you recommend? I, I really think you should focus on your processes. It has been a challenge for me. It is. It, uh, it doesn't fit my personality. It's not my thing to go out and market and do sales and acquisitions. So it's been a really hard mind shift for me, right? Or, and kind of that paradigm shift that I'm like, hey, I need to market and find my own deals. But we're still, majority of our deals are still coming from our relationships, from network from our wholesalers, from real estate agents, from all of those people that we've already built this relationship with, we're still getting deals from them. And so this is just a way to kind of, hey, how do we get a little bit more? And we're, again, we're in that opportunity that we can handle more, right? That we can, hey, we're ready to grow and scale and we can do that. And we can, we have a little bit of money to put towards marketing and let's try it, right? And see if it works. If we can get two or three deals out of that, then it would be worth it. But yeah, it's a challenge. I'm not going to lie. It's it's, I've struggled with it a lot. 
on getting that marketing and doing our own acquisitions and stuff like that versus just going out and, and getting the wholesaler. So sometimes it's worth it. I just paid, we just bought a house today and I paid $40,000 in a wholesale fee and it was worth it. I didn't have to do anything. He teed it up for us. We're still going to make good money on it. And it just was a win for both of us. So I'm not, I'm not opposing those, but definitely we just had to try something different. So it sounds like what you're saying is once you got your business running, you got your systems going, you were doing 38 flips last year, you're going to do hundred this year. It's kind of time to, in order to grow to that level, you may have to add on another arm of marketing, uh, yeah, sales, absolutely. acquisitions, all that stuff. But until you have that going, um, stay in your lane, focus on building those processes and procedures and totally. stick to house flipping. And don't be, don't be concerned about paying an assignment fee or things like that. Don't get too wrapped up in that. Let them make yeah. money. You make money. Does that sound right? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Uh, and I'm not, I'm not trying to push you that way just because I'm a wholesaler and we, uh, <laughs> it is, I, I really do think they're two very different businesses. And um, really, if you bring that marketing in house and now you're, you're going direct to seller, you're doing acquisitions and you're dealing with contractors and realtors and inspectors and appraisers and all that other stuff that you have to do. You really are basically running two different companies under one roof and it can get very convoluted. It can be very challenging. I've tried to do it. Um, I didn't do very well. So we kind of scrapped uh, some of the flipping stuff and, and stuck with the wholesaling. Um, I think, you know, if I was just flipping, we could do great. If I was just wholesaling, we could do great. When you try to do both, you're really kind of robbed one to, to take care of the other. And um, when you think you're saving money, you're really costing yourself money, big picture, yeah. in my feeling. I, I totally agree. And we've we've got our system so dialed down on the flipping side that we're really good at it. And we're really struggling with the marketing side. And we've mm. I've been doing this for a long time, but that's definitely our weakest point is getting marketing and sales acquisition. And you can see why, right? That That is a challenge that we're really good and we're focused on rehabbing houses. And now we're trying to do two different businesses. So yeah, and wherever you are in your business, right? I would definitely pick one, focus on it and get it really dialed in. And now I kind of feel to that point that rehabbing is really dialed in for us. And now we can expand and try something different. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Entrepreneurs, if you're listening to this and you love the show and you listen to podcasts and you come to the events and do all this stuff, you're an entrepreneur. We just like to break stuff. Okay. A lot of times we break stuff just so we can fix it. Everything's going great. And then we go try something else that we know is going to be a challenge. It's going to be a struggle. We just want to win. We want to top the next mountain, all of those things. And uh, Tyler, when I get to Utah, I might continue to try to talk you out of doing what you're doing potentially. <laughs> I'll ask a few more questions that aren't live on the air with everybody listening. And we'll just kind of see, because I really do think like there could be another like opportunity for people who have their process and systems dialed in um, instead of trying to go do something that you're struggling with, this challenge. Like a lot of times it's for us, like we need that. And that's okay too. But, um, and we just learned the hard way. Everybody can tell you over and over, it's, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. It's like, don't touch that pan, it's hot. What is the first thing that you're gonna do? <laughs> don't <Yeah>. look down. <laughs> So, so, you know, all of that stuff. So um, I get it. I've been there and I do the same thing. So um, that, I, one other question that I want to ask you before we kind yeah. of uh, move on is, is construction costs. So everybody's talking about costs of lumber and construction materials and things like that. Um, how is that affecting your business? And what would you kind of share with those folks out there that are concerned about that? Or maybe they're not doing as many projects because of it, or they're adjusting their numbers. Like what's that, what's that doing to your company? Yeah, that's a really big challenge. I think for a lot of rehabbers across the country, right? OSB, I checked yesterday, was at $53 a sheet. I was just at our local Home Depot. And I remember paying like 18, 16 bucks a sheet for that stuff, right? And two by fours were eight bucks. I remember paying $1.96 for two by fours. 
And so that's definitely changed how we look at rehabs and we're constantly watching it. So with our budgets, I meet with my GCs every week and we go, we talk about that stuff. Hey, what's lumber doing? Do we need lumber, right? For us, we're not really, we try and stay away from the big gut jobs and stuff like that. We're gonna need a lot of lumber for, but like I look at our roof costs, our roofs are almost three times as, as much as they were a year ago. And so our roofing shingles have gone up, OSB has gone up, all of those things have increased. And so now we have to pay attention to that, right? That, hey, if we're going to do a roof that we could have done for four grand a year ago, now it's almost costing us $12,000. So we're just really cognizant of that. We just are paying attention to it. We're watching the market. And my GCs have a good feel for it. They're going to Home Depot all the time. They're looking at pricing. Hey, did you notice that treated lumber has gone up? Did you notice this? Okay, well, let's maybe not put any decks on, right? Let's try and stay away from that stuff. So we're just really being careful with, in the beginning, we're planning out our rehabs really well. So we're saying, hey, look, let's just kind of stick to what we're good at. Let's not take out walls and start doing floor plan layouts and stuff like that. How can we turn and burn through these and kind of more that whole tailing side and stick to paint, carpet, maybe some minor utilities uh, and try, if we have to do a roof, okay, but we know it's gonna be 12,000 instead of 4,000. And hopefully we can get that back up with the market, getting multiple offers, et cetera. I talked to Stephen Casey Tackett recently on the podcast just a couple episodes ago, and they um, they mentioned the uh, wholetailing. Are you guys doing a lot of that, or are you guys actually yeah. doing full renovations? And if so, if you are doing wholetailing, what does your process look like? Do you just list it right on the MLS right when you buy it, and then if it doesn't sell, you're doing a renovation? What does it look like for you guys? No, at minimum, we're at least paint and carpet. So we are doing some hotels. Most of our stuff are usually, they're still about a forty dollars to $45,000 rehab. So we're still changing out some utilities. We've got some older houses that we're flipping. And so doing a wholetailing with that electrical is maybe not the best idea. But for us, like we're, we want it to be safe, right? That's our biggest thing is that we want to we want to keep our brand of putting out good, high quality products. We don't want to just put lipstick on a pig because I've seen a lot of flippers that do that and they get a name for that. Hey, these guys are bad flippers. They're not good, right? And we we pride ourselves on that, on putting out a really good product that someone can call their home and that that people know we have a buyer's list of people who are waiting to buy our properties because they know that we take really good care. We put out a good product. And so with that being said, that if we do a wholesale, then we're just doing paint carpet, we're evaluating it that way. Hey, what could we sell it for? We might sell it for a little bit less instead of doing a full you know, gut job rehab, but that's okay because then we don't have to put 20 grand into it. We might sell it for $20,000 less if we did paint and carpet, but it saves me time and it saves me that rehab of going and putting in an extra 25 to make it, you know, that 20 grand back out. So really it's sixes for us that we evaluate every deal by deal. And yeah, if we can re tell it, then absolutely. Cause we can get our money back a lot quicker versus doing a three month rehab. Yeah, we're doing uh, quite a bit. In fact, we just did one where we just put it back on the market and it was cash only. Like it was just, it needed work. It, there's no possible yeah. way I would have gotten financing and, uh, it, it, we, our plan was we'll put it out there. If nobody takes it, then we'll we'll do a rehab and and, and renovate it right, and put right. you know thirty thousand dollars into it. But it went you know twenty five thousand dollars over asking price, and I couldn't believe it. And so yeah. we sold it. I, I'm pretty sure it closed today. I think I saw a wire come through today awesome. for it. So, and I think we've had it for three weeks. So yeah, and that's yeah. amazing to see. Um, so just be careful with that, purchase. like that that won't last forever, right? So a lot of, I see a lot of these flippers that are like, oh yeah, I can make money on anything. And you can right now, right? <laughs> like that's that's how people are winning, but don't make that your business model, 
right? Be really careful of that stuff because we're definitely, in a, we don't know what the market's going to do. And so just be careful with those things that you're not buying houses at a higher uh, percentage of ARV or whatever your, your buying criteria is and hoping that you're going to get it on that. You're going to get $25,000 over asking, right? So just make sure that you're still being cautious of those numbers. Yeah, for sure. That's icing on the cake, right? That's the cherry on top. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So and, don't and plan on that. Oh, I'm going to list it for this and I'll probably get 50,000 over. Don't, don't run your numbers based on that. Yeah. And, but I would absolutely take advantage of the market that you're in right now. So, yeah, totally. um, you know, enjoy it. But uh, like if I was running the AR, that, that house, uh, we listed for 160, sold for 185. So if I was running the numbers on that house at 185, um, it would only work if we got really, if we got lucky. Right. And so, yeah. um, or, or the market is the way that it is right now. Now, what do you think about the market? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this, uh, I, I want to see your crystal ball. Like, um, yeah. I kind of have my feelings. I'm interested to hear about yours. Like, what do you think is going to happen in the near future? I think it's still a strong market. I think you're going to see a little bit of a dip in July. I'm not sure when this is airing, but I think the month of July, people are traveling. They haven't been traveling for two years almost, right? Since two summers ago. And so I think you'll see maybe some showings start going down. It'll be a seasonal summer, but I think the market's still going to be hot. As far as what I can tell in the, the metrics that I've been looking at, I think that we'll go well into 2022 of a good solid market. And there's still low inventory, especially in Utah where I'm at. Builders can't build fast enough. People are coming to Utah. They're not leaving Utah. Um, so we're just really looking at those things that there's still a housing shortage out there. We still, I looked on the MLS, uh, our inventory rate was still like we only had three weeks of inventory, right? That's crazy. We've never seen that before. So I think that the market's still going to be strong. I don't see anything in huge waves coming, but who knows, right? I didn't see COVID coming either, right? So yeah, uh, the inventory is incredibly low. There's uh, there's high demand, so it's supply and demand yeah. equation. Um, yeah. when we get down to economics. I'll tell you, you want to know when people are traveling? They're traveling in October, because I tried to get Tyler <laughs> and me a hotel down in uh, Disney for our families and everything in October, and I think I'm pretty sure I probably got the last two uh, suites down there because I, I'm just shocked. I can't believe it. There's like nothing available. That that is just a crazy time. We're planning flip hacking live, all of our travel, all that stuff. I've got other members like it is it's wild. Um, and I, so I think this fall is going to be a really big kind of travel time. You're right. Right now, it's, people are starting to travel a little bit more. But the end of the year, fall, uh, next winter, even uh, next summer is going to be absolutely insane. So um, yeah. speaking of Flip Hacking Live, we announced the accelerator recently. So our seven figure flipping accelerator is coming up in just a couple weeks. It's July uh, 23rd and 24th. And so we did it last year for the first time. It's two days where we do this uh, virtual event. And I'm looking around the studio here in Spring Hill, Tennessee. And I've talked about it on the past couple of podcasts, but we've upgraded everything that we have. If you came to Flip Hacking Live, the virtual Flip Hacking Live that we did, you saw the studio in North Carolina, all the emojis, the screen in the back. So we're doing a lot of that stuff. We're recreating that here in Nashville. And um, I'm flying a bunch of people out here. People are driving here. And we wanna try to get as many presentations as we can live here in the studio and basically put on like a mini flip hacking live for you guys for two days in July. So it's going to be really amazing. It's a hundred percent free. You can come to this event. We're going to talk about exactly what the market's doing, uh, flipping, wholesaling, raising money, all sales, uh, marketing, all kinds of different stuff um, on the single family side, wholesaling and flipping. So uh, Tyler is one of the speakers. That's why I wanted to bring him on. I wanted to uh, talk about it and maybe hear a little bit about what he has planned, but you guys heard 
me invite Stephen Casey Tackett to come speak while they were talking about their amazing like dispositions process and how they make more money on their deals. Then you guys heard Adam Whitney recently. I invited him to come speak. He's going to be live in the studio. And uh, I've got some other speakers coming up that I'm going to interview and kind of talk about a little bit. And we're also doing some cool stuff where we're actually giving away some money at this event. So you could come for free and actually walk away with some money. And I don't mean like a credit to one of our events or you can win a t-shirt or a hat or something like that. I mean like cold, hard cash. Like we're going to send you a check in the mail or via email, like an e-check right to your, that you can deposit in your account. And ideally use it for marketing, starting up your business, all of that stuff, not for, uh, I don't know, paying your uh, electric bill or something. Um, but you can use it for whatever you want. I'm not going to come to your house and, and force you to use it on something. There's going to be no restrictions, but ideally it's you starting your business or looking for that next deal. So Tyler, you're speaking to the Accelerator in July. What are you going to be talking about? Why should they Oh come? man, I'm going to bring it. It's going to be awesome. So I'm really talking about getting the competitive advantage in all things, right? How do we get more deals? How do we get that competitive advantage to buy more properties? And then on the end, how do we get in these situations that we're getting multiple offers all the time? We were doing this before the market was crazy. We were still getting multiple offers on all of our deals. Now it's even better for us. So how do you get that competitive advantage on rehabbing houses? So I'm, I'm talking specifically to flippers. So I can't, I'm not talking to wholesalers or anything. If you want to flip houses and, and do what we do, right, and just go in and rehab these things and spit them out, you have to have that competitive advantage, right, that competitive edge. So I'm going to talk a lot about that. I'm going to talk about systems and processes that will make you more money. And so tightening that budget, in, uh, decreasing your time, managing your quality, all those things that I've already talked about, but we're going to get really fine into those things on how do we manage these costs and these changing rehab costs, all those things we're going to talk about. So I'm going to give it all. I'm going to give everything that we're using in my business. I'll show you our systems, our processes, how we're managing our numbers, how we're really tracking those really tightly, and how we really have that competitive advantage over a lot of flippers in my market. Because we're, we're going to do 100 houses, and we couldn't do that unless we had that advantage, that competitive advantage of things that we're doing in my business really, really well. Awesome. I'm excited for that. And oh, by the way, I'm going to tell you guys a little secret. If you're a wholesaler, and you think that you're going to tune out during Tyler's presentation, I think that's a mistake. <laughs> Because if a wholesaler understands the way that a rehabber thinks and house flippers think and what they do and all these things, then we can, do, we can figure out how we can structure our deals or assign properties or go look for those properties that they're looking for. So I really encourage you to understand all the different elements, the, the ecosystem, right? The real estate ecosystem and how it works. As a wholesaler, you are like the lifeblood uh, of that ecosystem. So if you understand how the Airbnb buyer works, how the the house flipper works, how the new construction builder works, the land flipper, all of these things, you are a deal creator. So um, it's really important that you pay attention to lots of different things that are going on. People think that wholesaling is like the, I don't know, the bottom of the barrel or something like that. Like we have to actually understand how everybody else thinks and runs their numbers. And so I, I, I'm not just, we can't just be like one trick ponies like the house flippers, right? They do just the one thing, right? I see Tyler shaking his head, which is really surprising. It was kind of a gig <laughs> on house flippers, right? But it, like, you have to kind of understand how lots of different things work if you're going to be really, really good at what you do. So this accelerator is going to be so much fun. Um, two days, we're going to be here in Nashville. We're going to be putting it on. We're going to streaming it to you guys. But it's, it's really a virtual experience. It's not just like a Zoom call, you know, just jumping on. We really have upgraded a ton of the stuff in the studio. I'll probably like put out a video of behind the scenes stuff of everything we have here. We've got a, really, a lot of really cool stuff that we're doing. I really want to kind of lead the way in the space of uh, virtual events and virtual experiences. And I know you're tired of virtual. 
Uh, and Flip Hacking Live, our event in October is going to be in person, October 14th, 15th, and 16th. So this is leading up to that. We did it last year about three months prior, and it really is to motivate everybody to get through that next quarter and get ready to come to Flip Hacking Live. So show up with us, attend, play all out here for the two days, uh, July 23rd and 24th, and then hang out with us at Flip Hacking Live in October in person. You can network with everybody that you met at the Accelerator. Um, we're going to be doing some networking stuff virtually in July. But come down to Orlando with us. It's going to be a lot of fun. I will tell you, um, there's probably a lot of people traveling and hotels are getting booked, but we have blocked out our hotel just for you guys. So uh, October 14th and 15th and 16th. So come to the Accelerator. Come hang out with us at Flip Hacking Live. If you listen to this podcast, if you're part of our community, at least come to our free event in July. It's going to be absolutely amazing. Uh, it's going to be really cool. I've got a lot of, uh, we've got 10 speakers lined up. Um, we've got some money that we're going to give away. And I don't mean just like a little bit of money. I mean like $5,000. So this is not like you're going to get 20 bucks potentially that you can win. Like uh, we're going to give away some serious cash to some folks for the first time ever. It's going to be a lot of fun. So go to sevenfigureflipping.com slash accelerate, sevenfigureflipping.com slash accelerate. You can sign up. It's free. Jump in and then we'll let you know um, all the information as it gets a little bit closer, what we've got going on and how you can, uh, how you can win some money. So but I'm going to tell you right now, you have to be there. You have to be present to win and you're going to have to play all out. So I haven't come up with the rules. I haven't figured out how we're going to do it yet. I'm like a big picture guy, not big, big on the how stuff. So the team's going to help me with some of the how and uh, how we're going to give away the thousand dollars to each of you. So probably five winners, thousand bucks each. We're going to give away five grand. So you show up for free, take some money home. I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. And the information that you guys are going to learn it, that'll make you millions. So um, it's going to be fun. Sevenfigureflipping.com slash accelerate. Uh, come hang out with us. Check us out. Tyler will be here in the studio with me. I can't wait to see you. And uh, I'll see you in like, I don't know, uh, a week or so, two weeks yeah. for uh, Park City, Utah for our seven-figure flipping uh, mastermind or altitude mastermind group. Um, if anybody wants to check that out, you can go to sevenfigurealtitude.com and jump in, fill out an application, and we'll see if it's right fit. So uh, come to the Accelerator, come hang out with us, and uh, we'll see you on the next podcast. Tyler, thanks for hanging out with me, man. Awesome. It was awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll see you. Bye.